This podcast is part of the Midwest Podcast Network. Find out more about our other shows and how to support our network at MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today are Brian hey. and Alex. Hello. Today we're talking Forza Horizon 4, Astrobot Rescue Mission, Super Mario Party, and more. And today's episode is brought to you by Vanilla Coke. Not really, but it is now. And before we get to all that, if you want to follow us on social media or listen or, or see all the places that you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows in the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at patreon.com slash midwestpodnet. That's M-I-D-W-E-S-T-P-O-D-N-E-T. Thanks again to Jason K and Gojo for hooking us up with some cashola. They are awesome. Alex, you wanted to bump the network real fast? Go right ahead. Yeah, so uh, Horror Movie Yearbook has an episode out as of this past Friday. It is now the month of October, and they are planning on going all out with Halloween as there's a new Halloween film due out in two weeks. Uh, but they did one of their bracket episodes, the bracketology is what they're going to call it now, and it's the Halloween More bracketology. So bracketeering. They're going to they're gonna, they do they do a couple different brackets uh, or a bracket for Halloween, and they talk about what they've been watching, and they have something called Loomis v Loomis. So I'm not sure. Maybe they maybe they break down which is the best Loomis uh, from the Halloween series. So uh, check that out, horrormovieyearbook.com or whatever podcatcher you choose to use. Right on. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch, as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, we got a whole bunch of news today. we got a lot of games to cover. Uh, so before we get into those games, what else have you guys been playing? Brian? Um, still playing some Destiny occasionally, although I had some really wild network issues at home yeah. that were preventing me from playing for like a week. Uh <laughs> Yeah, it's like I would be allowed to connect to the game and play, um, but like I would load into a world and everything would be missing, like all the NPCs, <laughs> and all the enemies. But that like it's you a new figured Destiny out mode actually. You figured out it was uh, it was your connection though, yeah, right? Yeah, it had to do with my wireless connection. It's somehow like I don't know if somebody else moved in or changed their setup near us or whatever because it like. Just it wasn't working very well, and I was having problems with other games too, like Rainbow Six. When we were playing, my ping would shoot up to like 180. His ping, from, you know, 20 <laughs> something. Um, I had some rubber banding in that game as well. Yeah, but uh, I got like a Wi-Fi extender. It seems to be helping a lot. Yeah, that fixed it all. Yeah, that's cool. Um, let's see, what else did I play? Uh. Probably about it. Cool. Alex? I guess. Uh, you know I'll remember after Yeah, Alex. of course. Yeah, once, of course. once we get rolling. Uh, so we did, I've been on a VR kick lately since I did Super Hot, and we decided to check out Firewall Zero Hour. Yes, we did. Uh, John and I did. So this is a it's a squad-based shooting, mostly multiplayer game, uh, a lot like Rainbow Six, but it's in VR, and you use the PlayStation VR aim controller. Like cool. we talked about with uh, Farpoint a couple years back, last year, whenever that was. But yep. um, 
Yeah, no, it, it, it feels a lot like Rainbow Six. You know, the characters that you have to pick from are not quite as fleshed out and like designed they're more or less just warm bodies that you pick that have like slight up or differences to them yeah like one of them reloads faster one of them gets an extra frag grenade they don't have gadgets per se like the rainbow six operators have yeah there are loadouts too so you can play any of those characters with um different guns different guns and then also there's like trip mines or smoke grenades or flashbangs and stuff like that so you can kind of switch out which of those there's shotguns versus Machine guns versus, you know, yeah, assault SMGs rifles and things and whatever, like that. Yeah. So, um, but it's interesting because you're relying a lot more on your actual ability to, ability to aim. Like, you have to hold the gun up to your face to aim through the sight. Yeah. And then actually shoot somebody with it. <laughs> uh, which... If you don't know how to aim a gun, <laughs> yeah, you kind of well. If you don't know how to aim a gun, or the game starts like making your you gun your, face you the get wrong your drift, direction, so it looks yeah. like you're holding your gun this way. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, we had some difficulties with matchmaking I, and with a little bit of VR drift stuff going on, but. I've heard they've patched the game and fixed a lot of the problems. Yeah, yeah, and I, like a lot of the like it was running fairly well for us other than the yeah. matchmaking trouble that we had previously but um and I mean, the original issue with matchmaking was that people couldn't get matched fast enough like they yeah. you know it was taking 5 minutes to find rounds this now it's basically like we'll find rounds really quick but then the host drops and then everybody gets booted and then you got to like jump back in and do it again and it's just kind of like a pain in the ass so i'm hoping like the the game's been getting rave reviews on PSVR subreddit and obviously people are picking it up because i feel like every every day there's like more people like hey guys you got you got me i got yeah. it um we're just going to that all is going to get ironed out i feel like um I would like to see some other game modes. The only game mode they have is the firewall game mode for like the uh, yeah. the, the contract, as they call it. And basically the way it works is there are two firewall access points within the stage that you're in, the map, and you have to get to them and install a hacker to hack the firewall. And then once you hack the firewall, you have to then locate the laptop that's on the level and hack the laptop. And so... As you're trying to find these firewalls, the other players that are defending can come after you and try and keep you from the firewall, um, which it's it's just like, it's kind of nuts. So it's it's 4v4, um, and, and, you know, the defenders, so you're either attacking or defending, the defenders can choose to defend the access points, or they can just choose to defend the laptop, or they can just walk around and try to kill people as they find them. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. Like we played what two or three rounds the other day with just yeah, random at least people just that random people, in. and they everyone was pretty cool that we played with. Yeah, um, and, and you know there there was a round where, um, you know everybody it was down it was me it was two versus one and and I had to go and survive against these guys, and I had them in my headsets because once you die you can flip through the cameras just like in Rainbow Six. Mm. And I had this one girl who was apparently quite an expert. Um, Is the stream going still? Yeah, why? I don't know. It, tells, it says the channel's offline on my uh, Twitch here. Let's it's double check that real quick. It's, you're still seeing. I don't know. Is, when, is that, when is now? Is now then? Or yesterday? Oh, wait. It when, just, now it started back up, sort of. It looks like it. Maybe we dropped. But anyway, I'm going to keep going for the podcast yeah, listeners out there. Uh, so I had somebody in my ear tell, and it, it was really funny because I had this point of like, should I listen to the person that's 
trying to be me when I play Rainbow Six? Or should I just go with my instincts and like start freaking yeah. out and running everywhere? And I decided to listen, and she was like, if you got a grenade, get it ready, aim it at this wall, they're going to be coming down there. And I just tossed this grenade, killed two people with it, and won the <laughs> round. And it was great. That's and then there was another round where John and I were playing, and it ended up being John and one other guy left on our team, and then somebody else on the other team. And I was dead scrolling through the cameras, and I found the dude. I was like, all right, he's in this courtyard. He's up the stairway. I could see You can see John's outline moving up through the building. And then John started coming through the doorway out into the courtyard. And I was like, John, he's on your right. And John looks to his right, and then he wastes the guy, and we won the round then, too. Yeah, it's it's a really sweet experience. Um, VR is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It, it really is. It uh I was just I was just watching a YouTube clip of Burt Kreischer talking about going on the uh Avatar ride at like Disney or yeah. Universal Studios or whatever and how like he's like VR is so cool and they combined <laughs> VR with roller coasters mm-hmm. and it's like VR has come so far. <laughs> it has. And uh Firewall is a lot of fun. I think if you have a PSVR, you will do yourself some awesomeness by getting and the only game. the only thing i mean we haven't gotten to play a ton of it but the thing about it is is that it is strictly like there's there's an offline mode but you're just killing bots and those they send a shitload of bots after it's you. hard like, yeah it's really it's harder than like, playing like the actual, terrorist hunt it's basically terrorist hunt yeah but and you can play it with other people as well or you can play the competitive mode but there's not a whole lot there other than just like it's very it, it sounds like it has similar issues to what people thought about Siege when it first came out. And it's like if you don't care about multiplayer, there's nothing really there for yeah. you. I mean, I, I feel like with Siege, they very much said that, though. It's, it shouldn't have been a surprise to anyone that it was multiplayer centric. I don't. I, they they always advertised it that way. Well, but the the they always advertise it that way. But then, like, you get it in the hands of people who are going to review it, and then they're like, "Yeah, you know, the multiplayer is great, but that's all that's here, and that's fine." It's just when you're used to games being like, "We're going to have multiplayer and single player, and blah yeah. blah blah," especially with a VR game. Like, yeah, you have a VR system, you're expecting to like pick up this game and have a lot to do. I mean, yeah, you're going to want to practice because VR is already disorienting enough sometimes. C- certainly, and having the practice mode and everything is good there, and and it certainly, but but there's not a lot. Like, it is just here's the different stages. There seems to be a lot to unlock in terms of unlocking skills and more loadouts and more characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but all in all, you know, I, I think I think it's an interesting game if you if you have PSVR and like multiplayer shooters. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, and then I also did pick up Moss at the same time, the mouse VR game. I haven't played a whole lot of it as of yet, but it seems good. Cool. I'm excited to keep going. So you did post a clip of us playing yes. Firewall in the Discord. There is one full round in the Discord. It's up on our YouTube as well. It's the one that I spoke about with John finding the guy in the courtyard. But uh, I believe I saved the same clip from my perspective too, so we should link those we should. up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, go check that out if you want to see us in action with the game. And if you join the Patreon, we can send you those things too. Yeah. Directly. That's, too, that's true. Via Discord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, I haven't played anything else other than some Rainbow Six, which I have posted Twitch clips on our Midwest Gamers Twitch. You can check those out. Um, I've been I basically streamed through that because I don't want to use my own. I want to use ours to kind of yeah. get us out there more. So, if you're curious as to how 
Rainbow Six rules our lives, you can see it through that. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Do we want to talk games or news first? Uh, let's just go through some news. Yeah, let's do it. All right. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Start with the big news. Yes. So I, I think it's big news. Facebook had an Oculus Connect conference thing. It's their their keynote for the Oculus stuff, but the Oculus Quest was announced. It is a fully wireless Oculus Rift headset, and it will cost three ninety nine. Not only wireless, but also does not require a computer. Yes, standalone. Does not utilize any type of motion tracking towers. It is a headset and controllers. It has a higher resolution than the regular Oculus headset does. Does it really? Yeah. That's interesting. But, so, uh, yeah, they, they keep saying there will be Rift-like experiences on this machine. They announced a new... Star Wars Vader Immortal series that will be coming to the Oculus platform exclusively, uh, for now at least. And uh, they have come out and clarified that no, it is not a game. It is a show of some sort. Um, But now the idea, the interesting thing about this is that it's got what's called inside-out tracking. Mm -hmm. Like the helmet itself is doing the tracking of the world around it. Rather than something yeah. tracking the helmet and controllers in space, right. I believe that's how the, all of the uh, the Microsoft HMDs are designed. Is the inside out tracking? Yeah. Yep, and that's how the uh, the yeah their what is the one that they Hololens Hololens started that way, yeah. and then you know other people have been trying to make it work. But uh, it sounds really interesting. I would be interested to try it out and see what kind of stuff you can do with it. But yeah, I'm just curious how heavy that headset is. Yeah, and I think it comes with like what thirty-two or sixty-four gigs, so it might not have. Hopefully like it does have storage in it. It can you put like a micro SD in it? Or something? Uh, sixty-four gigabyte onboard storage. It's got uh, built-in speakers, adjustable spacing for its lenses. They're waiting to hear the headset's exact three D performance specs, including processing power and memory. Uh, but yeah, you, as you said, 1600 by 1440 resolution per eye, which is superior to the Oculus Rift. And, uh, you know, I'm reading here from an Ars Technica article, but yeah, it, it seems pretty interesting and I'm interested to hear more about it. Yeah. I don't know that it will be expandable, but you would think they would make it that way. If they could. One of the interesting things I read about it is how they can kind of change the VR experience a bit because of it being wireless and having the inside out tracking. Yeah. You can actually do like room to room VR experiences where you actually are walking from one room to another. There's no danger in that at all. (laughs) Well, (laughs) it can map out the environment, I guess, and give you an idea of where there are obstructions that you might run into and stuff like that. It's just, it's a wild concept. I mean, if you think about that, like being in play, like in like a an arena type thing, like if they do, That's you know, like I'm those shooting for. games that with the zombies and stuff that we had talked about before, yeah. like if they, I feel like that type of you know, this type of technology would work well for that type of thing. I mostly think it's exciting because it feels like this technology is accelerating fast now that there's a market for it. You know? Yeah, like, I, I mean, I think this will broaden the market greatly like i mean it's so much more accessible if you can just get one unit even if it's if there's a quality dip as far as like the fidelity the graphical fidelity fidelity, i think just 
people being able to experience the immersion of the full 3D. Yeah. And the, the fact that it actually has like touch like controllers and all that. So it does work with the touch controllers as well. Oh, really? So I think, yeah. I don't know if they're planning on selling the headset standalone or the controllers. Like, I don't know. These still have analog sticks on them too, which is one of my favorite parts of the touch controllers. Yeah. So pretty sweet. Yup. Yup. Uh, so I, God damn, I totally meant to cue up a song here, but I didn't get it all ready to go. I was going to play the, <laughs> the Ewok celebration song as we usually did when good things would happen on the Midwest film nerds, but Sony has finally relented. But only for Fortnite. Only for Fortnite. And it's a beta. Yeah. So, uh, as of September 26th, you could play Fortnite crossplay with Everyone. all of the consoles. And yep. And PC and mobile platforms. Even Xbox. Um, so it, it sounds like, uh, yeah, the, there have been a lot of people that have been parsing all the announcements and things that were made. And this post on the PlayStation blog is just the least transparent, most obfuscated bullshit <laughs> that they could possibly you, come up with. Well, We've like- done the study and found how to do it. And right. it's not like there was a switch that someone at Epic could flip to make this happen. But Actually, there was. Now we're going to let it happen. Like, it's, <laughs> it's like, as we have navigated through this issue to find a solution, <laughs> that's my favorite part. Yeah. So uh, it sounded, Epic kind of came out with a little bit more to say that they are um, working on the ability to assimilate all of your Fortnite purchases from multiple accounts into one. Ooh. So if you did make a side account to be able to play on Switch or Xbox or whatever uh, like separately. A, like a from, merge accounts kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Merge your accounts, include all your purchases and progression all on, on one thing. That yeah, should cool. be coming in like November or something like that. But um, I don't know. It's uh, it, this it, ha- is a, it happened faster than I thought it it's would. It's a step in the right direction, but it's still not but quite give there. Give us Fallout. 76. Yes, let us play Fallout seventy six crossplay. <laughs> That's what I really want. That's what I'm looking for, and I'm looking for Destiny cross progression. Actually, I would like uh, Red Dead crossplay as well. Yeah, that'd be cool. I could see Rockstar doing that, maybe, but probably not. I really, I would just like everything to be crossplay, and I'd like to just not have less consoles. Yeah, in in all reality, that'd be sweet, but it'll never happen. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't know. Uh, yeah, okay. So, PC Gamer had an article: Fallout seventy six will not support crossplay. This came out the same time as that Fortnite crossplay. Bethesda said it's not going to happen. Todd Howard uh, earlier said it won't be happening because Sony isn't being helpful. And then Pete Hines wrote a thing and said, well, well done, Sony, on Twitter. And then he said, folks, chill. I work with a lot of devs and games for whom this is important going forward. Fallout 76 does not support crossplay for a number of reasons. I have no idea if it ever will, but I assure you it is not on our radar, radar right now as we focus on beta and launch. I feel like it's kind of a too late thing. Yeah. At least to, for launch. It, I mean, it, you know, they were, they, and I think even when, uh, when, What's his name? When Todd Howard came out and was like, "We'd love to do crossplay," it was mostly with the Fallout or the the Blade, the Elder Scrolls Blades, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or no, the uh, Legends. Legends, yeah, mm-hmm. the card yeah. game. Um, so it might still end up happening for that, but you know, it this is good news for things going forward. I think the Rocket League guys were kind of like, "This is sweet." 
give us a call when you can flip that switch for us too but uh <laughs> you know sony's obviously gonna drag their feet as much as they possibly can right it probably really is like a giant switch down in the basement somewhere <laughs> They're like, yeah, we don't want to go down there because there's too many spiders, so we're just not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's great. I'm glad it happened. I yep. wish it happened sooner. I wish I liked playing Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I wish it was Destiny or something else instead, but, yeah. you know. I mean, that's the thing, though, is it, it's going to take a game that has, like, 115 million users to, like, make this shit happen, you know? It's not going to take... A, Destiny lost, like, how much of its player base? Well, I think it's gained a lot back. And, I'm sure it has, but at the time, when when this discussion had been sparked, like, nobody gave a shit about Destiny. Well, so. and my, my thing is, like, what's to say that in the next generation of consoles that this doesn't become another fight? Right. Like, what if Microsoft catches up by the end of this generation and then ends up being the early successor in the, the next generation and Sony's like, we'd love to do cross-play, but Microsoft's being dumb or some stupid shit like that. Like, this, we feel like it should be an irreversible switch, but it's not. <laughs> right. as soon as there's the next set of consoles and somebody else is in the lead... Well, yeah, because yeah. we're the consumer, and we're tired yeah. of getting gypped, you know? Yeah, and there's no reason for it to not happen, but there's nothing saying that it won't be another problem in the future. So I'm I'm hopeful. I'd like to see more games with it, but yep. we'll go from there. So, All right, uh, next up. Google announces Project Stream. We'll let testers play Assassin's Creed Odyssey for free. Yeah. That's all of the that article that Brian deal. read. <laughs> Only the title. So I think we spoke several months ago about Google's like streaming. Yeah, how they had been speaking with developers to figure out some solution to an issue or like they everyone thought they were getting into creating a another platform, so to speak, but yeah. they're really just trying to use everything they currently have to make a streamable platform. They're trying to make your Chromecast that you bought five years ago play modern would, video games that would be sick it would be trying to catch up to the fire stick. that's the terrifying thing of it all is like as soon as amazon or apple or google figures this out they already have millions of devices on the market already yeah you know? um but yeah so you can sign up for uh the beta test or whatever they are going to let you play assassin's creed odyssey with the system uh you have to be at least 17 and live in the u.s to participate i was um, just thinking this is probably another great way for companies to harvest data too oh of course like they will learn your play habits and everything which will say something about your personality yeah they'll they'll store your your murdering habit i, I know i've said it before but i'm okay with google taking my information <laughs> they can take anything they want because they're all for free and open internet i don't care what they do with my they info. can't take the thoughts in my brain that i don't share with anyone they probably yet. can at this point yet yes yeah they have the they have the westworld thing in your you got it uh, yeah you, you've yeah. got an acorn you've got a google <laughs> acorn in your head is that what they called it acorn? or chestnut, chestnut right yeah i always get them confused <laughs> Yeah. No, I signed up. Pit. I signed up for this. I would like to check it out. Uh they did say you need an internet connection of at least 25 megabits per second uh, to play the game smoothly. I don't know if you smoothly. really have that. Yeah, I might not might not be able to get that, but um you also cannot partake in the Assassin's Creed ecosystem. You can't purchase any of the 
the goodies. Yeah. Darn. Which leads us to Which our next Which leads us article. to the next story. <laughs> yeah. That Brian posted. I'm sure he read. Oh, yeah. Sure. Totally read it. Yeah. For extra 10 bucks, you get a permanent XP boost. And apparently, like, getting to a certain point in that game in the skill tree makes the game just so much more fun that people think that it's kind of bullshit that you have to play it without this. Yeah. That's that's the gist of it. Yeah. I mean, this is another microtransaction, although $10 is not a microtransaction in my opinion. But No, that's an expansion pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I will say it slightly intrigues me just because if, if it's as easy as that to just – I get a huge XP boost off the bat. Yeah. I would be slightly okay this with it. This isn't really new, though. Like, they had time saver items you could buy in Origin, and I think... Yeah, the fact that there's literally ones. in the storefront a tab called time savers, yeah. and it's just to like, hey, you can pay us so you can play our game less. Yeah. Basically. Or yeah. Like, here, Ugh. pay 10 Helix credits to skip this FMV. This is the worst timeline. <laughs> like, we are living the worst future that we possibly could. What happened? When they turned on that Hadron Collider in Sweden, it completely fucked us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I don't know. It's... This is terrible. This, this is, <laughs> it, it is really stupid that this is a thing. Yes, I understand why it's a thing, because companies are just trying to recoup all the... These games cost money to to make, and the cost of the games themselves hasn't gone up. Which we have discussions about this before. Like, yeah. no, when the when the internet found out that games companies wanted to charge like eighty bucks for a game, they lost their fucking minds. So the games companies were like, "Okay, fine, we'll keep them at sixty, but you're going to pay out the ass There's for all DLC these extra and, things." Yeah. You know, and I I get it, for, but at, at the same time, it's just kind of like at least give me a way to earn that in game. If you're going to make me grind like a motherfucker, anyways, yeah. like give me a way to earn it in game. There is. You played twice as long as you... No, but give me a way to earn the XP boost, no, too. No, You don't got to boost the XP if you just get all the same XP over a longer time frame. Make it something really stupid and obscure. Like, I've got to kill, like, 10,000 hawks midair. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I think I'd rather pay 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the, thing, the, thing, the thing that I've heard is that Odyssey is, like, a 50-60 hour game. I heard it was longer than that. Maybe, but it like it's apparently quite it's long. Very, yeah, it's a very large game. Um, so you're definitely getting your sixty dollars worth when you pay. I heard it's fun. Too, yeah, but, but if you pay your seventy dollars worth, you only I have just, to play half the time, yeah. and you get to the well. The, one <laughs> well, of the, from in, what I in the article, one of the things he states is that they're like if. If you don't have the XP boost, you're basically fighting enemies all the time that are two levels ahead of you, which means you can't even do any of the assassin kills. Like yeah. you can't do any of the one shot, like jump from a, a high. You can't be an assassin in yeah, an Assassin's you, Creed right. game. Right, it, you yeah, ki it kind of it... removes the assassin element from the game, which doesn't make any sense. That's that's fucking retarded to me. Like that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like it, if if anything, like. <sighs> I don't even know. It's it's just it's slightly infuriating that that's the case because this this is this, like you're literally like ruining the title of the game. Let's pay ten dollars to make the game what it should be. Yeah, is not that's just ugh. charge me seventy bucks right off the bat and give me the fucking thing. That's all. Like just just tell me like oh here is the XP boost edition of the game and it's seventy bucks. And this then, is like this is like a mobile game where you pay the money to make the cooldown shorter. Like that sucks. Mm -hmm. Don't yeah. put that in real video games. 
That's horrible. I'm curious how many people are buying this. Like, I'd like to see the metrics on how many people are buying the XP yeah, boost. I don't. I mean, it would probably just. I'm just curious. Like, it would make me very sad. <laughs> It's no worse than me paying $10 for a fucking Michael Jackson dance in Destiny, is all I have to say. Uh, I don't know. That brought a lot of joy to everyone. It was a dance. This is actually, like, for the whole game. Like, this is a functional, like, change, like, in the game. But but the, the actual psychology of it, it, like, it is literally saying, play less of our game for $10 more. Well, I don't feel like it actually... Well, yeah. Basically, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious if, like... There's these, just less grinding. These games journalists... Make that, like, our game more enjoyable for $10. That was the whole point of the article, is that it, this makes it a better game. That's horrible. But you should, it is. You yes. shouldn't have to pay $10 to enjoy the game. You've already <laughs> no, paid 60 for it. We're all agreeing here. I, or, I don't understand. I mean, my, do, fuck you guys. I'm just kidding. If, if you buy the $100 version of the game, do you get it for free? Probably not. That's <laughs> fucked up. Like, that's super fucked up. The, there's, there, the fact that a $100 version of the game exists and you still don't get this feature, like, go fuck yourself. I don't know that for sure. So, you know. I'd be pretty damn surprised please, if, if it didn't, or if it did come with it, yeah, I let's guess. Let's stop our wild speculation. Of- please, please write in if, if, you, if you know that the $100 version of the game includes I'm gonna the look, permanent XP I'm going to look that shit up right now, man. Yeah, you should. Uh, it, like, Do it. It's I don't know, like the what you also get, you can pay to get a money boost. Uh, you can finish the map for less than ten dollars. Looks like nine dollars. You, you want to talk about some unrelated bullshit? Because you're right in this uh, polygon site here. They have a picture of Zer. Yeah, Zer doesn't sell any of the new items. It makes me very angry. It's totally unrelated, but. I don't want to talk about that. It, it takes too long to get the new exotics in that game. <sighs> yeah, I like. I don't know. It sounds like Odyssey's good if you like the combat of Odyssey, which or of of or you you do get the funny. XP boost in the hundred twenty dollar version of the game. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's in the uh, in the deluxe. I don't know. Pack. I think if I pay one hundred twenty dollars, so, so on you it, can I want you can the game pay, to last forever. G- Gainful Tester said hi to us on Mixer. Mixer, what, so what's I up? Man? To say hi. Uh, so in in the deluxe version of the game, the eighty dollar version, you get the boost pack, and if you pay the hundred twenty dollar version of the game, you get the boost pack. But if you buy the hundred ten dollar version of the game, you don't get that. If you buy the hundred dollar version of the game, you don't get that. This is just, I don't know. It's fucked up. That's like super fucked up. We I hate it. Ubi, you're losing me, man. <laughs> you're losing me. I don't know. I'm still going to play Rainbow Six. And I mean, I'm, I guess in the same I'm, in the I'm same I'm probably going to give you another $120 the next <laughs> exactly. year for Rainbow Six. But I, I, when you buy the year four pass yeah, for three different consoles. The year four pass, I buy a bunch <laughs> of extra. Yeah, for all for all three platforms that I play. Oh, yeah, on. we haven't Fuck. started playing on Xbox yet. No, no. Shit. It was on sale last week, too. <laughs> they just need that game on Switch. <laughs> I keep a lookout for that shit because I'm wondering, like, does anybody want to play with me on Xbox? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think I, I haven't turned on my Xbox and since you got me that, since we swapped. Yeah. 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 Oh man. All right. Anyway. Moving along. Yeah. Next fuck, one. Fuck you, Ubisoft. Uh, the the author of The Witcher is demanding sixteen million dollars from yeah. CD Projekt Red for additional payment. Um, dude, sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, 
So, all right. Uh, Granted, it, okay, it would be sweet if CD Projekt was like, dude, listen, we owe I'm this to you sure. for creating this universe. We appreciate you. Here's some extra cash. I don't know about $16 million. Well, but- from, from my understanding, so he originally sold the game for... Uh, for $16 million, and he sold the rights to them to make games like in perpetuity. It wasn't like a, we're just selling it for the first game or like anything yeah. like that. Right, they can make as much shit as they want. Yes. He also didn't believe it and that it would go He didn't anywhere. think it would do well. Yeah. yeah. So he was like, all right, I'll take $16 million, which fine. Typical analog writer guy. He probably wrote <laughs> that shit in pencil and pen, too. Well, and the he thing is... He didn't understand what a video game was. Like, I bet the sales of his books have done quite well since the game became well, more, he, pi- he more is, popular. I wouldn't doubt it. He is Polish, after all. <laughs> the other thing about this is that supposedly, Sorry, from what I heard there... <laughs> Plus, he has the TV. Sorry, Gladys and all TV other Polish deal. people. He must be getting some money from that. We're it's Polish, seems... too. It's okay. I know. But the uh, the apparently there's a law in Poland that is if you feel you got screwed on a deal like this, you can try to relitigate it. That's that's what I've heard. I wouldn't say he got screwed because it's not like The Witcher 1 was like a wild success. No. No, but that game was pretty bad. Witcher 2 did great. Witcher 3 did even better. And CD Projekt Red has continued to, like, grow into something big. But, you know. He's trying to ride that cyberpunk train, man. Well, and I think, from what I heard, he, like, kind of really despises, like, video games and, like, CD Projekt Red and the fact that, like... I don't doubt they... are getting more money off of his creation. I was saying, I don't don't doubt that he, like, he's getting shafted somehow. I mean, they, they probably, like, they were probably like we could really make this game awesome somewhere in there like in their own minds and we're like we're gonna fuck this guy over a little bit a little bit is in any <laughs> like any a little bit of that is in every it was still enough of a deal for them to do it right? yeah and and he said okay you know yeah. he was like fine guys go ahead you want to give me 16 million to make a game off of my book okay Let me sign on the dotted line but you know too bad bro sorry bro yeah sorry that yeah. sucks, but whatever. You you did this to yourself, man. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be it's fine with 16 his sixteen more million, million dollars than I have. Yeah, that's for exactly. Sure. So yeah. I got like a hundred bucks. No <laughs> <laughs> uh, N- worth one hundred dollars. Yeah. New Nintendo Switch model coming in 2019, according to Kotaku and the Wall Street Journal. It, yeah, actually, it is a Wall Street Journal article, but I don't have a Wall Street Journal login, so I couldn't read the original <laughs> article. But that's okay. Kotaku has been pretty good about their rumor mill access. Yeah, so it seems as though uh, Nintendo wants to capitalize, or they're saying Nintendo wants to capitalize on the momentum of the Switch, uh, and that a new model would come next year seems about the right timing but there's really no other information as to like exactly what a new model means you know all the same games would still work on it but yeah. there's nothing saying if there would be games that would only work on the new model or not i think the idea was that they were like they wanted to bring a new screen into play that had better specs to it and they wanted to increase battery life those are the two main features that I was reading about. Yeah, and you know, if that's so, it, uh, yeah, one option on the table being a, an upgraded screen closer to those found in more recent smartphone LCDs, which would make it brighter, thinner, and more energy efficient. Which that would make sense, you know, if uh, if they were like, hey, we're going to put in a new screen, it's going to be thinner, it's going to allow us to put more battery in there and also be more efficient, and then you get five, six, seven hours on your Switch, that'd be great. Yeah. Hell yeah. But, um, you know, 
I would probably buy one if it happened. And this is like, you know, they made new versions of the DS and the 3DS periodically throughout those lifetimes. But, um, you know, I would, cool. up, I would upgrade my switch. I, w- I would do it too. I'm but not sure I would because I don't use mine that much. I like it enough that I would like to use it more, and you know, longer battery life probably means that I would use it more. I but. suppose, like, if if this newer new model was a little more portable, like even smaller, then that might entice me. Yeah, like you could crinkle it up and put it in your pocket. That would be amazing. <laughs> you just ball it up. Yeah, those flexible displays. Yeah, <laughs> I like. I can't see them making it that much smaller because I don't think they would like cut out the Joy-Con market. I don't think they would make it smaller. I think if anything they would decrease the in, the size of the internal so they could put a larger battery yeah. in, in it. Like yeah. that would be that, that I would, would get I think that's that would a good make guess. sense. Yeah. Or but, or create better heat uh dispersion cuz I know some people were having issues with theirs like warping from the amount of heat. Yeah. Even mine has like a slight arc to it. Hmm. I suppose I wouldn't want the screen to get any smaller either. And that kind of limits yeah, how small they can exactly. make it. Like, and then the other thing that I was thinking is like, if they want to do 1080p, that'd be sweet. But And the screen is currently plastic on the outside too, right? I think so. Yeah, so upgrade it to glass. Or I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's plastic. I'm not sure. It might be. But yeah, no, I wouldn't be disappointed at all. They've been pretty good at handling upgrades to their systems and not like making you feel as though you've... You totally. don't, yeah, I mean, this isn't something anybody's going to have to upgrade to. It's going to be something that, like, you want to hand off your old Switch to your younger brother and then buy the new one. Which is a great idea. You know, I, could, I can think to... of ten kids right now that I would just hand my Switch over to and be like, <laughs> you are now introduced to video games, I'm just going to corrupt street. you. And then I would just go and buy the new one. Like, Listen to Midwest Game Nerds. Yeah. That's all I ask of you. Mm-hmm. Talk about dicks and farts and stuff. <laughs> yep. Yep. Anyways, End games. moving along. All right, final story. So, uh, Robert Kirkman, the writer of the Walking Dead, the creator of the Walking Dead comic, executive producer of the show, has a game company called Skybound, and they have struck a deal with Telltale to have the Walking Dead final season finish with some of the original developers. Good for him. Um, that is cool. It... Uh, sucks that it doesn't really like sound like uh we're gonna continue like i i don't know i'm really at this point it just feels like you're rewarding telltale's bad business decisions by maybe giving them money but if this means that the people who already paid for it get the rest of the game that's good so and 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 i'm glad that some of the team from telltale will now have a few more months of employment but I still feel pretty angry at Telltale for... Yeah, I heard they let go even more people somehow. I have not heard that, but... It, they, they're they done. They let go of the rest of the team. The rest of them? Okay. Yeah. It's over. They they That happened earlier this week. Hmm. And it all, it all went down because they were banking on two investors to give them money, and those two investors backed out. And that's bad business. Yep. You know, like, if they... If they if they would have had the Walking Dead season one go great, and then they're like, "All right, we're doing a season two. Let's see how that goes. Let's keep some money so we can keep people employed and give them a severance if we were to go under because our first game didn't like mm-hmm. like it was great, but doesn't ensure the rest of our games are going to be great." I don't know. 
they they fucked up big time and and it's great because like there's a bunch of telltale shit going on sale now but i'm like i don't want to give you any more of my money than i already have because yeah, you made a bad call who's that money going to you know yeah are they just paying back their investors that they fucked over already yeah or you know other people that hold their debts yeah that's but, stupid but i mean good on, I, robert kirkman seems like a nice guy and the fact that he would want them to see this through to the end i think is cool this was announced at new york comic-con I yeah think. i wonder if uh alan got to talk to him or meet him or anything yeah i don't know because he was but, working comic-con um yeah so there's a lot of information in this variety story it's called kirkman skybound to complete telltale's walking dead with original devs um so that's cool the other thing is it's like i don't know did all of those people working on the walking dead like sit around and wait for the phone to ring like i don't maybe not yeah. maybe they tried to find other employment and stuff like that but you know it's great for people who paid for it but the games industry is pretty screwed right now for people like that maybe so. it'll be the sort of thing where like like how um what's the team that did hitman IO Interactive. Yeah, where they like basically were cut loose from Square and were given the Hitman franchise by Square to be like, here, you fucking deal with this. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe this will be a similar thing where it's like, where they're just like, we don't want to deal with this crap. You deal with it now. Well, it, and that would be great if it was like Telltale selling off their Walking Dead team, but that's not what it was. This is literally like a, we destroyed our business like but that's the thing is we don't know exactly what the negotiations are it's they're still in talks but kirkman yeah. has enough money he probably could have just bought it off of them maybe like yeah but it, it it's still buy it off of them directly erase their name from it start from start with your team of devs who worked on it who were all let go i'm just wondering like how much how many times do we need to hear about massive layoffs in the gaming industry before we start to figure out how to fix the problem you know Things yeah. things don't seem to be sustainable. Not every game's going to be a Spider-Man. Not every game's going to be Forza Horizon 4. You know. And and even those games, like you said, you got to pay money to get more DLC and that's like the true cost of the game theoretically, yeah. but I don't know. Things are it's an uneasy uneasy situation in the video game industry and i'm glad i don't make video games because it doesn't sound good it's great for us you know we get to play the fruits of these people who pour their lives into these games yeah yeah but uh you know and and people have been talking about on like waypoint and giant bomb the fact that there's somebody at rockstar that got paid to work on the the shrinkage physics of horses going into cold water in red dead redemption 2 <laughs> Hey, man. Because that's apparently a thing. That's important for the realism. Sure it is. Yeah. But, you know. Definitely going to check that out. <laughs> I'm, I want... Now, are the horses going to have variable-sized genitals? I don't know. Uh, well, probably. I haven't read into I'm going to need the horse with the smallest penis. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't read into the hereditary systems that are built into... Can you breed Red horses? That would too. be awesome. Who knows? Oh, man. That game's gonna I don't be nuts. Know, but when every, does that come out? Everything I read it's about that weeks. game, the twenty-sixth. It just sounds like it's absurdly detailed. Yes, right down to the balls. Yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> do, the, do the textures get wrinkles? 
I don't know. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> oh, all right. Talk about Forza. I didn't play it. I like cars. <laughs> well, you should play it then if you like cars. I actually considered signing up for uh, Game Pass so that I could play it on my PC. There's a lot of good games included but in Game Pass. Now. I've been uh, I've been wrecking it on Rainbow Six. So you should wait for um, Black Friday because there'll probably be like a. a a huge sale game pass on like deal. a six month pass or something like yeah, that for like twenty bucks for a while. Yeah, That'd be I sweet. think I got mine for thirty dollars or something a couple well, of months mean, ago. Can't you get like fifteen days or a month free or something? Anyways, yeah. We should also say that if uh, this backtracking to the news section for a second because we're talking about Game Pass, PlayStation Now subscriptions uh, they reset the seven day trials. Yeah, so if That's you want to go and try the streaming or downloading of hmm. of games through PlayStation Now. Uh, Now's the time to go do it. And back to Forza. Forza. Sorry, I keep pronouncing it wrong. Forza. That's true. It's like pizza, but for forts. Forza. (laughs) Anyways. um, That John guy's a fucking weirdo. Alex, did you get a chance to play it at all? I played a little bit, yeah. Uh, The opening of this one is more gripping than, than three, in my opinion. Yeah, that, that intro is awesome. Like you didn't burn out? What? You can leave. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> um, no, it, it like the thing about it is like it just felt because this one is all about seasons, but yeah. it, it just felt like this really cinematic and well thought out way to show you how those seasons are going to work and what it means for driving and also showcases the graphics quite well. Plus, there and, there was, like, no menu or anything. It's just, like, press a button and, bam, you're playing immediately. Yep. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, so so I did I did appreciate that. I played a little bit on PC and a little bit on Xbox, and they both look quite good. I was playing with a One X. Um, uh, but, you know, it, it, it feels like a Forza game, you know? Yeah. Um. It definitely, like, the HDR looked really good on the uh, PC. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, the Xbox. The PC version does have HDR, but okay. I just don't have it hooked to my TV mm. right now. So yeah. I haven't tried that out. Yeah, I didn't try that out either. Um, it definitely, like, I love the the frame rate. You know, I'm a big fan yeah, of I did, good I did, frame rate. So you can pick quality or performance yeah. mode on the X, and uh, it'll do 60 frames in performance mode or, you know, make it look prettier at 30 frames in, in quality mode. But on PC, it's doing like a, over 100. Yeah, so I was at like 120, 140. I kind of prefer to play that way. Um, and the load times are shorter. Yeah. It's hard to play any game in less than 60 frames per second now. <laughs> it, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, as far as, like, comparing it to 3, um, it's mostly better in every way i feel but uh i i really like how now like when you do an event type that you actually want to do it will slowly like roll out more events of that type instead of just randomly throwing a thousand events out there that are not related to each other that's how three did it Mm -hmm. basically you would like level up your festival and all of a sudden there'd be like a thousand more events yes the fact that like you you complete a race and then it's like oh hey here's two more races you could do yeah it's like you like doing street races so here's like two more street races it's not like a ubisoft assassin's creed here's 30 towers 70 people that need you to find people who stole things from them and a bunch of feathers yeah damn feathers <laughs> um 
Um, I liked the movie stunt conceit. I don't know. Has that been, was that in? That's three? a new thing. Okay. They they took out the bucket list thing challenges. Okay. Which uh, I'm kind of torn on that. Like honestly, I didn't enjoy a lot of the bucket lists, so I just didn't do them. Yeah. Um, but they were a cool idea. They were also incredibly difficult to do in co-op because mm. I mean, if one person was wasn't cutting it, then you're screwed. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, the new thing they have now is like the Forza stories and there's like different, um, threads of that, I guess. Yeah. And one of them's like the stunt driver one. And yeah, that's, it, it lets you do some super cool things and it gives you a minute to just kind of like take a break and like, they're all really easy. Like, yeah, it'll tell you to like to drive, to go do the stunt. It gives you like six minutes and it takes like two. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but but also like I like the idea of like oh you start somebody got your name from someone and you're gonna come try a stunt and then yeah. the dude likes you so you start getting more opportunities to like grow yeah. as like a stunt driver. I thought that was pretty pretty I, cool. I haven't played a ton of those. I think maybe three or four. Yeah, but I also heard like some of the other stories are just straight up like homages to old racing games of the past. Okay, that's cool. Which I think is a really cool idea. Um, and they don't like like pussyfoot around it. Like they will flat out say that like what game that they're that's know, cool that they had in mind and stuff. And that's that's pretty cool to pay tribute to games of the past. There's been a lot of awesome racing games. Um, they that they didn't make. They do go all in with referencing things. There was like a Game of Thrones reference oh, really? that I heard that made me cringe really hard, but <laughs> it fit well enough, I think. So yeah, that that series is it's not well known for its good sense of humor or anything. That's for sure. Well, and somebody else was saying like there's a location you can drive to that looks like the Windows XP background. I saw that uh, on Reddit. <laughs> yeah, and there's also like can you totally can see that they have like they're not emotes. But they're like these. Um, they do have emotes, though. Are they? Uh, but are, like the 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 lines that you can like have it say, or what are like the sounds and things oh, that you that, can make that. that that's different. Yeah. There's a there's a Windows XP shutdown noise car horn or something like that that you can get <laughs> as well. So it seems, and I know there's like a James Bond DLC pack that yep, came I out, have that. and there's a bunch of James Bond related like. It's all cars that that were in the movies. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. But there's also like it's not emotes, but like the quick saying pack too. As well, I don't know what it is. Uh, I forget what it's called. Oh, they give you um, so that the drive avatars now have like well a real avatar, so you know you yeah. can. They don't give you much in the way of customization options no. at all. Like if a little bit more would be nice. If the, if they're going through all the trouble of adding all these clothing items and emotes and stuff, they should at least let you make a character. That yeah. Um. But the the outfits and stuff are so ridiculous. Yeah. And, like, my dude, like, if he wins a race, he does jazz hands <laughs> on the podium. <laughs> and that that's stuff, like, I feel like all of that is kind of unnecessary, but it's fine, whatever. The only thing that bums me out is, like, that stuff's incorporated in the wheel spins. Mm. So, like, I, did, I had a super wheel spin, which will give you, f- like, three things at once now. Yeah. Instead of just one... And I got three clothing items, mm. like no cars, no money. <laughs> that, and that sucks. Was like a super, yeah, <laughs> these that, these that, are equivalent to getting bummer. a car. Those super wheel spins are pretty cool. Um, I like like they changed uh, 
basically anything you do, you can level in that track. Like yeah. even like if you just like fucking painting and like make coming up with designs for the livery, like you can uh, share those online, and when people download them, you get XP for it. Nice or influence is what they call it now. Yeah. Um, you can and that stream goes and get for, like influence. anything. Like if you're a good tuner, you can do that. I'm pretty sure you can level up like se- selling cars through the auction house and stuff. You can watch Mixer to get influence. Yep. You can also stream Mixer and you get even more to Mixer and you get even more influence and it's integrated right into the game. Yeah. That makes it really easy. Um, I'd say like one of the only, there's only a couple things that I'm, they don't like so far. Uh, it took us probably like, I like to play with, uh, Jim and like, it took us four or five hours, I'd say individually playing to get to the point to where, um, the game's fully open up and you can do everything cooperatively. Okay. And like it's the actual shared world, yeah. Because it starts you out, and you actually have to play through all of the seasons to a certain level. Like you have to get to a certain level of uh, influence in each one, yeah, before it progresses to the next one. Because I guess they just wanted to show everybody what all the seasons are about before being stuck in a season like a weekly season schedule, which yeah. is how it is after you're done with that part of the game. But that seemed, it just seemed too long. Because mm-hmm. like, we were so ready to play with each other. And if you were in the same season progression at the time, you could play together. But then like once he left winter and went to spring, I couldn't fucking play with him anymore. That sucks. And so we had to wait, like, wait hours to be able to play with each other like all the time. Hmm. Now, that, I find that kind of weird. The uh, the driver AI, I feel, at least when you're doing co-op um, match, uh, races and stuff, is, like, way too aggressive. They, they, like, flat out try to box you out as a team, which that's fine. That makes sense. But they'll, like, deliberately nudge your car into walls and stuff. And I think that's just too much. Were you, you just playing? Not, that's were, not how were, racing were is. Were you playing against my drivatar because I just <laughs> try to steamroll through everybody? Like, there's no skill in my. I, the driving yeah. line is nothing to me. I'm just trying to ram people out of the way and be in the front. They're pretty good. That might be the problem. You I, were I, having. I, <laughs> yeah, it's not road rash. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I do think, yeah. Well, maybe that's it because I do think some of the AI is based <laughs> on driver habit. <laughs> Next so. time you look at who's hitting you, if it's John D seventeen oh three, you can just know that it's because I'm horrible at Forza. Uh, yeah, that part can be annoying when you just when you're trying to race clean and stuff. And I've stepped up my game this time. I don't play with rewind on at all anymore. Nice, which is. So you get more credits and influence for yeah. that, right? Like my modifier is up to I think eighty or eighty-five percent. That's cool. Um, I don't have the difficulty up too high yet because it seems very uneven. Like I had it in like highly skilled or maybe even higher than that, and it was fine. But then if I picked a certain car, like I had no chance. Mm. I had to turn it down to average, like. I don't know why, but I found the, out yeah, that just, I am horrible at the dirt racing. I just you have I to use, you got to use the right car. For I that could kind of not thing. even 
finish the first one. Like they, the, I, they gave me. I started the first dirt race where they give you the three different cars you can pick from. Which car did you pick? I picked the Subaru, I think. Okay. And I tried to play it, and I just could not. I didn't even finish the race. Like I was so bad at it that I was like, "Screw this!" I put it down. <laughs> but that's that's just me. It's not a problem with the game. Um, it's definitely. I mean, those games. They make them pretty newbie friendly. I feel. Yeah, yeah. Given, I couldn't like all the assists you can use. And stuff. I didn't fiddle with the difficulty or anything. I didn't fiddle with anything. I was. I just kind of was like, all right, I'm gonna try this, and then I failed at it horribly, and I was like, okay, this isn't. I don't want to do this anymore. But, um, no, it seems quite good. You know, like it. It seems like a game that forza fans will be happy with yeah the the season thing's really cool because there are season specific events and also the weather does play into things like there is snow and ice and that can be a problem Mm -hmm. you you can use snow tires which is cool rainy fall and stuff like that. yeah rainy fall um there's also seasons i think at least one season specific barn find Okay. So you can only find that car during that season. So that's cool. Um, there's a couple other... Oh, the Forzathon Live thing I thought would be cool. It's kind of boring. Because it'll be like, do this speed trap, you know, for like five minutes straight, basically. Like 15 cars trying to go back and forth in one <laughs> speed trap. Fortunately, everybody's ghosted at that point. So that's you're not good. running into each other. <laughs> Huh. But uh, yeah, the new like the whole live mechanic, like you can have up to seventy people, I think, in one game now. That's awesome. Uh, obviously, not in one race, but yeah. that it's it's cool. It's not like um, like GTA Online or something where you go and you do a race and it's loading. Like I mean, it does take a while to load, but um, it I'm pretty sure it dumps you back in the same server you're in, unlike GTA. Okay, that's cool. Where you would go do something like a race, and then it would. You'd end up dump you back out to wherever entirely. you were. Yeah, but um, the yeah, I don't know. There's a lot to say about it, but it it's fun. I'm enjoying it. I'm happy to have a new game. Not so happy that I have to recollect so many cars because <laughs> I, I had like over a hundred in the last one. So all in all, do you, you feel you said that you felt like it was better than three? And it's not yeah, I, it like feels better too, actually, because they changed. Uh, they added whatever physics improvements were in Motorsport Seven. Yeah, were added into this iteration cool. of Horizon, and it it makes it feel like more natural. I feel like you have a better feeling of when the tires are going to slip and when they're not. Yeah, that's very important. It, I think it's like a different suspension model they used or whatever. That's good. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. Sorry, what were you trying to ask? <laughs> no, I just just overall in terms of like it, it does. It is more Forza, but it does also feel yeah. like an improvement over yeah. three in in a lot of smaller ways too. But just like you know the the season the season thing is cool, but um, it's definitely graphically better somehow. Even though three looked amazing, yeah. Um, and like the setting is really cool. I was kind of unsure about it. Yeah. But the, like the, there's more elevation changes and Mm -hmm. stuff, which is awesome. And like, there's, there's, uh, 
less variety in the environment, I would say, compared to Australia in the third game, because there's no, like, you know, you're not cruising over to a desert straight yeah. out of a rainforest and then over yeah. to an ocean, but, but the season's there's still, kind like, of... a good amount of variety, and the seasons make up for it, yeah. for sure. Um, well, you guys have, uh, what, you uh, Astrobot Rescue? Yeah, I mean, I, it's just Super Mario Party. me talking about those two, but I don't know. It, it won't be that much. That I don't much have anything time. else to talk about. <laughs> I'm right. just setting up a Mixer account. <laughs> well, so Astrobot Rescue Mission, uh, there was a game on the first PSVR um, demo disc. Or no, excuse me. It's in the the PlayStation Playroom, which is a game that came out at launch. They had some VR games for it when the PSVR came out. And one of them was a platformer where you were running around trying to find a bunch of little robots in this uh, environment. But it's you with the headset on looking down upon this level where you are controlling a robot running around and finding these things. But um, it... It's great. So this is like a full-fledged version of that. Uh, there was only like one level in the playroom thing, but now there's like six different, five or six different worlds with like five different levels apiece, and they all have a boss level as well. And you're finding eight robots in each one of these. There's overall like 250 robots for you to find in in the game itself, and that includes like challenge levels as well. But it's just a really interesting and inventive way of playing a platformer in VR. There's, it has you like, I find myself, you know, standing up to look over to see if there's a robot hidden on a ledge that I can't quite see if I was sitting <laughs> down. And like, they have things where you are also being interacted with like there's things in the level with like wood paneling that you can bash your head through in order to open up another section of the level and and things like that so and they have enemies that interact with the with the the player the person wearing the helmet rather than with the actual robot itself so that it messes with your vision and what you're able to see uh as you're running around the world but um yeah, it's $40, and, and it seems like it's certainly worth it. There is a physical version of it if you still have your Gamers Club unlocked, but I ended up buying it digitally because it wasn't at any of the nearby Best Buys. Um, but yeah, it's just a really great platformer, and it feels like it... Um, hopefully our Twitch stream isn't just dying right now because it looks like it is through OBS. That's what I was saying. Is like It kept telling me that it wasn't working. Yeah, it keeps freezing. All right, I'll have to figure that out at some point. Maybe adding, uh, yeah. <laughs> Glenn <laughs> says, FYI, the video is weird. <laughs> Maybe adding Mixer to our Restreamio was uh, a, a bridge too far. Maybe you need more gigabits. All right, I'll work on that. But, uh, yeah, Astrobot Rescue Mission is very cool. I probably should have just talked about it and what we've been, what we've been playing, but uh, it's a great VR experience. You do just play it with the dual shock. There's no motion controls or aim controller or anything like that, but it's got a lot of charm. The bosses that you face are all pretty interesting and, and different. There's not a lot of challenge to it and the, the levels are kind of short, but it seems like there's quite a few of them and the challenges have a little bit more challenge to them. Sounds so, challenging. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Astrobot rescue mission. And then of course this Friday, Super Mario Party 
came out for the Nintendo Switch, and it is Mario Party. It I've feels never played a Mario Party. It game. feels more Mario Party than some of the Mario Parties on the Wii did, the Wii U actually. But because yeah. uh, they started going to like using Mii's and having like weird modes that were you moving together as a party rather than individually around the board, but. This feels like an actual Mario Party game. Um, it's just, I don't know. There's not a whole lot to say. You're playing the mini games. You've got the, the dice. Yeah, it's a board game, and then there's mini games for each of the tiles you land on. You get stars, I'm assuming, or coins of some yeah, sort. Yeah, you collect coins to buy stars, and you know whoever has the most stars in the end ends up winning. There's a bunch of bonus stars that happen at the end of the round, so it can really pretty much be anybody's game unless somebody ran away with it. Hmm. Um, but I usually run away with it. Yeah. I, I would be I excited to check it out. I destroy it, Mario Party. How many he, players can you play with at once? I think four. I think it's just four. That's kind of dumb. I but the, it'd be like eight or 16 or something. No, crazy. I mean, that gets kind of crazy because then it's like if you were playing a board game with 16 people. No, I wouldn't want... What, eight? Why not? Sure. Maybe. But anyway, at the start of the game, it does ask you, it's like, how many Switches are you going to play with, and how many people are they going to be playing? I didn't scroll to the front, but... uh, So, uh, I would like to sit down and do the tabletop thing with two Switches, where you can, like, design the course, depending on how you orient the screens. Uh, yeah. But, uh, obviously, have not had time to do that as of yet. Um, but no, it's a very solid Mario Party. It seems like a great Mario Party game. It doesn't seem, it, it seems like they've reined things in a bit from the Wii U days. Cause like that one, the normal game mode was like all four players traveling through the board in one like vehicle and just different people would take command at a certain time. And then yeah. at the end of it, you'd have like a final boss challenge to face mm-hmm. It was cool, and it sounds like they have that mode in here, too, but that's not the normal Mario Party mode that I was looking for, and this game has it. Like, you had to have Amiibos to play that with Mario Party 10, but that is, like, the featured mode in the Switch one, so. Cool. Super Mario Party seems like a great Mario Party. I'm excited to play more of it, and, um, you know, hopefully one of these days... Maybe instead of doing a hundredth episode podcast, maybe our hundredth episode is just going to be us playing games. A couple hours of us playing hours. co-op games. I don't know about a hundred hours, but <laughs> but a hundred minutes. If people would tune in to us on Twitch on our hundredth episode, no, I want to play games with all of our listeners. That would be great. We can play some Jackbox. We can do some 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 online games and stuff. Uh, so you Rainbow know. Six, Rainbow Six, yeah. Rainbow Six. Rainbow Six. Yeah. We played with Tom a few times. Yeah, that's true. We did play with Tom on PC. Oh, he didn't want me to announce his name at all. I think no, that's not true. To... That's if he ups his donation. Oh, then he it wants was, to be anonymous. It was just Tom from MySpace. Yeah, yeah. we played with from Tom MySpace. from MySpace. He's still out there yeah. kicking. Gladys says a 100-hour Twitch stream. I don't think that's going to happen, but, you know. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I I liked that idea. I think that'd be great, but uh, I don't think it's very feasible. Well, we'll have to figure out when that's going to be and plan ahead for yeah. whatever we do. We're definitely going to do something. Yeah, we got to figure out something, but I don't think that would be a bad, uh, you know. It's still like at least a couple months off, I see. So Maybe maybe we will culminate in recording a 100th episode or something like that. Oh, uh, cool. But yeah, so 
Yeah. That's about it. Super Mario Party's good. Yep. All right. Well, if you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all of the shows on the network, like Horror Movie Yearbook and Gone to Texas and Westworld FM and the Alias Recap Podcast, which they are doing a season two of the Alien. Yeah, season two, they're going to do the sequel book, but I don't think they've given like a time frame for it as of yet. So I would expect probably late 2019, early 2020. So in the meantime, you could subscribe for as little as $1 a month, help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at patreon.com slash midwestpodnet. That's M-I-D-W-E. S-T-P-O-D-N-E-T. And as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Um, I think uh, what's coming up this month that we might play, I don't know if who's getting Black Ops 4 or whatever. Nah. Anybody? Uh, no? It's pretty unlikely. Yeah, and then the next Maybe, episode... I don't know. Our next episode happens the week that Red Dead is released. So... We may have to like postpone a week because I would maybe want to cover that that following Sunday after we've played it all weekend long. I might actually take the day off for that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we can, we can talk about it. We can figure out what we want to do because that I mean that probably I don't know that there's anything else that I want to buy between now and then. Castlevania, a lot of stuff. PS4. Well, yeah, but that that's actually the same day, so. <laughs> Is it? I thought it was a. I think they're both on the twenty sixth. Yeah, I don't know. But maybe not. I don't know. But um, and then the Fallout beta is later this month too, isn't it? Yeah. So I yeah. think it starts early for Xbox within the next couple weeks, and then it's like the thirtieth for PlayStation. Yeah, or something? I, I'm pretty. Uh, I'm positive I'm not going to get it on Xbox, but I do want to try it on there. I think I might pre-order it just to get the unlock just to get early, early yeah. to play it, and then uh, cancel, cancel the pre-order. Yeah. Makes sense. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, anyways. I don't know what else I'm talking about. That's, I think that's, that's pretty it. much it. Yeah. So, we're pretty much that's pretty much it. If anybody has any other games that you think we should talk about, please do hit us up, send us feedback at midwestgamers.com. If you have ideas for what you want to hear or see on our 100th episode, feel free to yeah. to email us. Hit us up on social media platforms or email or whatever. We appreciate you listening. We'll see you next time. Peace. Later.